Welcome to another edition of Heavy on the Wrist Podcast. We got um, a special interview this week. Um, we got a little flip coming on the podcast. Um, shout outs, DJ Snow. We're going to get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's right, the ride has ascended the flight is now departed and arriving slowly. This is another weekly premiere of The Ryan Show FM, broadcasting internationally, yes, in every single country that matters. And some that, well, according to uh, to the World Health Organization, just don't. But that's why we're here to pump you up and get you hyped and bring The Ryan Show goodness to you each and every week. Legendary MC, leader of the Lost Boys, Commander Cheeks, is in the house tonight. You already? And a man who this week is the most lit in the room, potentially even the most lit man in New York City, socialite Hampton Dave. A uh, Bing? Hamptons Dave. I called you the wrong name. I'm like uh, Dave Hamptons. The, Dave Hamptons. I'm the one that usually corrects people. Hamptons Dave. No apostrophe. Yeah. Get it right. It's a rap name. It's an alias. <laughs> it's the it's truth, baby. It's a lifestyle. No doubt. And man, what a week it's been. We've had a lot of partying going on here on the Ryan Show FM over the past few weeks, but things are kind of kind of cooled out. I feel nice. It's like the three of us are back here chilling. Not too much craziness is going on. Behind the scenes, we do have Maki from Yamaki. You can't see him off camera or on camera. We've got Maki from the queue here tonight. It's almost like a throwback to doing it as a podcast in the sushi restaurant. What is he? He's over your crib? He's over. He's over here at the crib. Oh, that's, a, that's adorable. It's cute, like right? That. We got everyone here. We got producers, both new and old. We've got intern Mateo. We've got the lovely Nora and Mac Daddy all here tonight, chilling with us. And what a night do we have ahead. We're bringing hip-hop legends together yet again, but this time a hip-hop legend that has never been on the show is coming for the first time. Houston's own, arguably... He was like the first like really popping rapper that I remember to come out of Houston back in the 2000s. Kind of ushered in a whole era of crunkness and craziness back then. So I'm very excited to hear what Lil, Lil Flip, Flip has going on. Yes. So that being said, Cheese, any crazy Lil Flip stories that we have to look forward to? Have you ever like gone on tour with him or anything like that? Nah. No Lil Flip stories, brother. Well, we're going to make one tonight. Time to make them, yeah. It's, it's time, time to, make, to make a little flip story here in the Zoom chat. So no doubt. the freestyle, okay, I'm actually very excited because he was like one of those like younger, younger dudes that really blew up. He was like 18 years old. Those that remember, remember. So do some Google and check out Lil Flip as we get ready for tonight. And we're just, it's almost time, guys. The Super Bowl, we've, we've talked about this. We've given like at least three predictions on the Super Bowl, but it's finally here this week. A matchup of the two greatest quarterbacks that at least I've seen so far. I know it has yet to be determined about Patrick Mahomes, but Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Man, Pirates versus My Indians. My prediction is still out there. I said the the Bucks were going to win it since the beginning of the year. Go back, go back to the tape. I didn't give a team that they were going to play against, though. I just said they were going to they were going to beat the field. I guess like my guts told me the Chiefs. I said the Buffalo Bills just to piss you off because you're a Jets fan, but I don't know. Like Patrick, well, that whole team is looking pretty good. Those Chiefs. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think the Bucks got it. So what has Madden predicted? That's also Madden sometimes does a pretty good job in predicting the outcome of the Super Bowl. Cheeks, I know you're a big Madden guy. Have you like have you simulated this? What do you think? 
Gotta go with the old school. Get it going, man. Tom to be Brady, baby. Tom for Bay. Oh, my man. They shut him down in, the, in um New New England. He went over there and said, let me do this real quick. Yep. You got to go take the ring. Let Bill, 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 Bill Belichick understand this is what I do. With or without you. I bing. I bing. I bing. And he's doing just that. And Danny Amendola today coming out and saying that the Patriot way is really the Tom Brady way. Taking shots at old Billy Belichick. <laughs> Billy Berdichek. Billy Berdichek. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. His, his best days are with the Giants. Overrated. I will say he, he, his maneuver when the Jets signed him as the coach and he left immediately was pretty good. What, what was that about? I never heard that. Yeah, he was about to become the Jets coach and then he left. Damn. That's when uh, Rich Kotite took over after that. I could see that happening. I could definitely see that happening. I guess we'll see what happens. It seems, though, that uh, that he's in a better shape than Peyton Manning was that year. Remember Manning's last year? It was, uh, it yeah. was just terrible to watch. I felt bad. But he had such a great team around him. They still won the Super Bowl. But, I mean, you saw the passes that he was completing just the last game. That crazy-ass Hail Mary. So, shouts to yeah. Tom Brady. And there's an article right now on the RyanShow.fm. We've got some great writers. All of them seem to be writing about Tom Brady. I think there's like three articles out now on the RyanShow.fm. So, check that out. Some great sports. Big shouts to Mac Daddy for putting all of that together. Mac Diesel. Yes, sir. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about a few things tonight, including Clubhouse. That we're going to get into later on. The Ryan Show Clubhouse last week, it was pretty, pretty empty, but that's uh-huh. all right. It's because we, we didn't invite anybody into the clubhouse. I started, I was waiting, I was like, all right, well, Cheeks isn't coming, Dave's not coming. I sat there, I drank alone in that clubhouse for quite a while, and uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll do something on the clubhouse, maybe one day. I'll tell you this, the graphic is badass, so it's staying up on the Instagram. I like it's it. It's amazing what a green shade does. We look really yeah. cool green. We look like aliens. Oh, I know you guys hate that. I just can't. Hate. I just can't talk all day on the phone like that, though. Yeah, it's brutal, dude. Yeah, let's be honest. This clubhouse thing is a wrap. Like, is just a whole different now. You got to be over in the clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, no way. Sorry, like it's it's, it's people that want shows. I'm like, man, I don't feel like really talking right now. But I don't know. Big up to clubhouse. Though. My thing is, I don't feel like listening. The talking's yeah, all right. Good. I just hate having to listen to people. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> the story of his life. This, yep. Instagram with, this Instagram with vocals out. This it's brutal. It is. And, and, you know, it's like you said, Cheeks, there's some good networking. You can meet some people. I was in a room the other day with Mike Jones. There's five of us in there. Who so is? Like, yeah, Mike Jones. Yeah, there's five people. He was hosting a room, and just five people were in there. I was surprised. So, you know, you can connect with some people or whatever. But yeah, I think that the clubhouse thing is a wrap. It seems that there's a lot of people on there that want to have a radio show. So instead of having to go through the loops and, and rings like we have to and do a radio show, record it, put it out, distribute it, edit it, put the beeps over it. It seems like it's just another way for people to go and do that. And especially when you have an online station. And this is nothing against our online radio stations, but it's tough, obviously, to get people to listen to them. Shots fired. It's one thing if you're in the car and you're forced to listen to something, but hey, it's just, it is what it is. So Clubhouse kind of gives people that power where, you know, I notice a lot of online radio hosts are kind of moving over there. So, hey, more power to them, but us, we stick to these FM and online airwaves. So that being said, it's time to bless these airwaves. We do have DJ Honky Wonky, as always. A guy like you, 
you could go through the treadmill and all the exercise. And, you know, I know that you've lost some weight. Last time I saw you, I guess you told me you'd cut out bread from your diet. You were noticeably skinnier. Why are you torturing yourself when you can just get on some feed me more nutrition, some HGH, some bull shark testosterone? Load your body up, Hamms, Dave. It's way easier. Nope. No, no chemicals in this body. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? No chemicals in that body. This week. <laughs> <laughs> lies, lies, lies. We had a good weekend though. Hams Dave did visit the Hamptons. He visited his namesake finally. Had to come bless him. It's good. It's like, you know, it's like a father, you know, coming back and seeing your your son grow into something that you thought it could. <laughs> you know, it's all about how you mentor these kids when they're young. So I was raised in that town. You didn't even notice it while we were growing up. But daddy was over here doing daddy things. <laughs> It's always good to go back and see the Hamptons come out the way that I, you know. I love the way that that you really do feel like you are daddy, the father of the Hamptons. I just drove around Sac Harbor feeling like, man. I I saw making Instagram stories like, he literally cheeks, I don't know if he saw, but he made an Instagram story with the song Daddy's Home. And he was just driving around Sac Harbor and he had put the song Daddy's Home (laughs) (laughs) over the video. Real shit. Gotta let him know. Crazy. And you know, People were very surprised this week, not just to see Hamptons Day, but to see a new WWE 24-7 champion. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't watch WWE pay-per-views, but I did watch a clip that was sent to me by Hamptons Dave Rosenberg, one of my favorite radio personalities. I will say this. Usually I like radio personalities for the wrong reason. Howard Stern, <laughs> Anthony, they're usually just, just hilarious jerks. Rosenberg seems like he's a good guy until he betrays our truth. And turns heel on national, I guess it's like pay-per-view or national television, and pins him and is now the new 24-7 champion. So big yeah, shouts to Rosenberg. I didn't even really know about that 24-7 belt. So that, that's I what our, when our truth came on the yeah. show last time, he was we could have done the same thing. Essentially, we we missed our opportunity to do the Anybody exact same can, thing. Yeah. Anyone can. Imagine so yeah, big shout. Dude, no, next unscripted. time. Right? Yeah, it's gonna start happening. I mean, not just because it's Rosenberg that pinned him, but because anytime he goes on a podcast or a radio show now, he's in danger. No offense. By the way, Rosenberg has some fire that's coming out, which we're actually going to be playing going into the next break. We're going to be playing yeah, Marcus, Marcus Smart. Smart. I always comment. Flea I like, Lord. you know, the song is fire. Stove God Cooks and Flea Lord. Nasty. Uh, I just can't mess with the Celtics. So I always, you know, when I commented on like all the posts and everything, I said, I'm never messing with the Celtics, but this Marcus Smart is hard. I don't blame you for not messing with the Celtics, but, you know, Rosenberg, he's like, I guess he's curating an album. Yeah, he's I was confused. Al- I was hoping I was going to hear a Rosenberg verse. When I saw Rosenberg, uh, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I heard, you know, he does the album, Thanksgiving. Guess, of like, you know, yeah, he does the Thanksgiving. But it's a compilation of, you know, pretty much like all like the artists that I'll have on like, you know, Late Night with Peter Rosenberg, you know, like all the the underground, I guess you, you call them now. I don't even yeah. know what underground it is anymore with the internet. You could Everybody could just... Internet rappers, yeah, but they're not. They're they're not. They no, are. It's like, definitely yeah, an insult. Like they're 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 technically underground. You know the definitions change over time. But dude, fire! I'm excited to see the rest of it. I'm sure it's going to be very well done, and uh, and yeah, just it's it's cool to see the ascension. It's good to see the evolution of people that you uh, that you're entertained by. Yeah, shouts to people. I wonder Rosenberg. when they wrote that in because you know I was listening to the Michael K show and they had Triple H on. And Michael K asked if they would ever incorporate Peter Rosenberg in any of the fights. 
and you know they didn't they didn't give anything up there but it's marketing genius yeah by by it's probably peter rosenberg that thought of it because the dude he knows what he's doing he really does yeah. understand media He's on all these different platforms. So by WWE giving him a belt, he's going on ESPN. Well, he's been he's going on, on WWE. YES. No, as doing like some type of yeah. uh, announcing or not even play-by-play where he just does like the pre-show or whatever. But now he's going to be on ESPN. He's going to be on YES. Or yes, he's going to be on Hot 9-7 with the belt, promoting WWE to a whole different demographic Yep. than these, uh, these rednecks. It's got to be it's got to be lift for him because I know he's a you know like a lifelong fan. <laughs> yeah, honestly, he, he's I, I a character. Mateo's reaction in the Zoom when you said rednecks. <laughs> Why is he offended? No, he started laughing, but I just I like to zoom in on some people and just watching me when they're not talking to see how that. So that's why Nora hides her camera. Yep. Yeah, that's all right. Pretty much, I just keep it on Nora the whole time. But <laughs> hey, Nora. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Everybody no. that is listening right now, we are all on social media so you can see what it is that we're doing. We're and everywhere. And if you're lucky, maybe even catch a YouTube clip or two. We're at The Ryan Show, all three of us collectively. Also, at The Real Mr. Cheeks 132 at Hamptons, Dave and me, I prefer a hashtag. Stay out of my DMs. Hashtag uh, Ryan Vernell. Support us that way. Keller also, the room. Yeah. DMs yeah, no, are not, open over here. DMs are open over here. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I think Ladies, that... Uh, submit your OnlyFans. Which, by the way, OnlyFans... I mean, there, there's been some crazy stuff going on on the internet over the past week. All of these new apps are really changing the game. OnlyFans has changed porn forever. Robinhood has changed the stock market forever. So we got a whole lot of good stuff going on tonight. Not just Lil Flip, Houston legend coming tonight. But we're also going to address... Last week's segment that upset many listeners. A lot of people were offended. A lot of lot of Yankee fans hit us up. I mean, I, I, I didn't realize that. It seems almost now that I look back at it that Jeeves B really was just ta- attacking the Yankees, right? It was it's all like Yankee every, players. It was all Yankee players. <laughs> so I can't trust He's anybody out of New York. So we had a PSA segment, right? And we remember back in the day, Charles Barkley gave that PSA saying athletes are not role models. So he was giving his own take on it since he had been let down by all of his favorite athletes. But instead, all he did was really attack just just the Yankees. <laughs> it's crazy. So it was a terrible PSA. We're never doing that again. Sorry, Jeeves. We love you, Jeeves. It's a Yankee fan. It's just not happening. We can't, can't I'm give not him sorry, Jeeves. We can't give him that platform. <laughs> the platform to do that. It's crazy. This is the Ryan Show FM Broadcasting. Just about everywhere. At least we're doing our best, and it is good to be here tonight because we're doubling down yet again on the hip-hop legend here in the Zoom chat. That's right. New York, strongly represented. Hamptons, strongly represented. With Hamptons Dave sitting here in the left corner. (laughs) And the one and only, a pioneer in hip-hop, just like Mr. Cheeks. Oh, and I'm jealous. I see him sipping on something good over there. We've got the one and only Lil Flip out of Houston. In the building yeah. tonight. Yeah. What a legend. Yo, my guy. I'm chilling, baby. Good to see you. Happy New Year and all of that. And same to you, my guy, man. I've just been working smart, not hard. Staying out the way. Basically, keeping busy, baby. No doubt. Good to see you on the road, still yeah. working. Yes. In the, the, in the sprinter. sprinter. Yep. The sprinter field. And I asked Cheeks earlier, yep. like every so often... Cheeks will have some wild-ass stories with different hip-hop legends that get on here, but is this the first time that you two have literally spoken, or have you guys rubbed shoulders over the years? 
we spoke up when I was out there. I think some one time out there when we was um, yep, AB the GZ joints. Some tours and some shit. like we met up before. Yeah, yeah, man. I, a lot of times we had shows together, at least five to eight, um, different times in our career. <laughs> Ages. I seen him in New York a few times as well. Um, like. I mean, come on, man. We all know. Come on, man. This is less. That's what I'm saying. Now, I also heard that you're a fan of New York hip hop. Of course. Which New York rapper would you say had the most influence on you? Man, that 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 is that is single it out. Um, I would have to say, out top, you know, hugest Big L fan. You know what I'm saying? Um, Big nice. L, man. As he was rapping with Children of the Corn, man, you know, Cam and all them, man. Um, but yeah, man, Big L, you know, Ada, you know, the Lost Boys, and not just because he, um, no um, Black, Black Sheep, um, Tribe Conquest. Um, I mean, of course, the Jays, the Nas, Wu Tang, you know, I got the Wu Tang logo added on my neck. Um, okay. I have a story with, 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 with them. I met them like, Three different occasions of my life. You, know? so, you never know what what God have for you, man. Yeah. Yo, Texas has some underrated bar work, and you yourself, like anyone that knows you, knows you're the freestyle king for a reason. I mean, just recently, I saw a freestyle, a twenty minute freestyle that must have been released like in the last like two or three months of you, with you just going ham for like a straight twenty minutes, all off the top of your head. So clearly, he was listening to some New York. Yeah, like, well, see, my whole family do music, so, um, you know, like, my grandmother, my uncle, my aunt, my dad, my aunt sings with involved. we related to Charles Wilson, so, you know, like, just freestyling over lyrics and shit, that's just been my life. Freestyling, man, I always did that, man, use my own, you know, Words like you know before you the five beats and the four beats you know you rapping over everybody else beats you yep. know what I mean? yep. freestyling you know and I, I hooked up with DJ Screw so you know and then I used to battle rap battle you know we battle off the top of the head you know what I'm saying like we don't we don't write but I'm cool with a lot of battle rappers as well but, you know all of them everybody like all over the Dunn, Loaded Bucks everybody you know the whole culture so you know down south I battled. What was that like? What was the battle rap like down south? Because I'm used to seeing the battle raps, you know, A, from, you know, Detroit and then Philadelphia, where it's more like an arena base. What's it like a rap battle back when, uh, during your come up down in Houston? Man, Man I mean, off the top of the head, you know, I, I just had to shred them, you know, what they got on. <laughs> like, <laughs> times, man, um, I won plenty trophies, um, you know, um, Awards and plaques and different things. Yeah, man. And this was young, right? This wasn't like like later on. Like you were young, like in high school when you were doing this stuff. Right. Yeah, I was young. I was. I was. It was middle school as well. Middle school. Yeah, it was middle school and and at some elementary because I always did talent. Nice. I listened to the to the Leprechaun album today, and it's crazy to think that you came up with such a creative album at such a young age. And I was wondering, like, the whole thing, was it was it written down at all? Or was the entire thing freestyled? Um, let me think. Leprechaun, what song was I in on that? On my Leprechaun album, 
I freestyled like half of that album and I wrote because I take pride in my pen as well. Um, you know, being down south, you know, like down south got a lot of flex for not having lyricists and you know, so I, I take I take pride when I do bars and, and shows as well. And I feel like if you could you got rappers, you got MCs, you know what I'm saying? It's the difference. And so I feel like if I rap a verse and I ain't say shit to make you be like, man, what the fuck you say? Rewind this shit, and I ain't do my job. And if you go back to my catalog or anybody I did features with, you know, no disrespect to anybody, but I figured out a way to steal the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, game you know, over. Stand out. <laughs> Even like him, you know, uh, ride spinners. Um, you know, ball. You know, I, I got so many different records I did with a lot of people, but. I know how to infuse things that make the crowd get into it as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you think about like a pimp, you know, every time I perform it, everybody goes, you know, on the porch, choo choo, and yeah. you know, like I drop the music on certain punchlines because I'm already concert. Yeah, that was an insane video, by the way. That video shoot must have been crazy. Which one, the like a pimp one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That shit was crazy, man. Like a pimp was like, we had so much fun with like a pimp, man. Like, it was cool. A lot of people came out. Had to know this this thing that elevated, like, <coughs> I and shit. Like I was elevated. I never forget that. Like Jackson, Mississippi, we throw a lot of records out there. I did a lot of groundwork out as well. It's to me like that video and that song really just embodied that era and that part yeah. of the country and the music that was coming out of there. And just like every like like you said, so many people came out. It was a party. Everyone was wearing the ill jerseys. Yeah, you had yeah. this sick little flip yeah, that's, jersey on. That's like it was the jersey classic. collection always. Yeah. Facts. Always yeah, so did I always love the jerseys too. That's why I always recognize the jersey from all your videos and just seeing always had the lit jerseys on. Yeah, I used to find them. I designed my jerseys and draw them and I had different people, man, make them for me. I used to throw and them. That was the throwback I, era, too. That was whenever, you know, yeah. that throwback shit. I used to you know, that, my- that whole era, that whole era down there in Houston when you were coming up was crazy. Everybody, you know, just the other, your peers, you're putting music out, you know, the same time from your area are all hitting at that time, too. Yeah, that was the good old days, man. Where Texas yeah. was like, it was like full-fledged, like between yep. everybody that was coming out of there. And if you ask, like, you know, those that know really know. I really like looking at YouTube comments when I put an interview together because that's, like, the most revealing, at least, like, according to the fan and according to the people that are, like, going out of their way to really look at things. And, yo, the love that you get, Flip, inside of from, like, real hip-hop fans and from, like, real fans of that area and from, you know, that era just shows that, uh, you know, the impact that you really made back then, so... And and how you've carried the momentum and other things, because not everybody finds ways to stay relevant. And you've gone out and done other, on, like entrepreneurially, you've gone out and done so much other things. Which actually leads us leads me into asking you: I see that you're heavily involved now in the 420 community. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. So what do we got going on? Because I know a lot of like pretty much Cheers all of our that. listeners we're all smoking, we're all doing something involved with 420. So what exactly is it that we have going on right now? Your products. Man, I got a few different strains coming out. Um, I got 
Lotto, uh, Flip Lotto coming. I got a strain called Purple Clovers coming. Um, I had something called Cloverland Kush, a strain that I did. So I got a few different things in the thing. Like, it, it's about to be crazy. So I take my time, put my name on everything, just to do it. So I wanted to make sure both of it right every day. A lot of potential references, too, with your music, where it just, like, goes naturally with the weed. <laughs> like you said, the Leprechaun and the Cloverfield is great. Definitely, man. Definitely. I agree. So, like, getting more into the 420 world, has it, like, changed your opinion on the legality? Because I, I have to say, I'm almost, like, not looking forward to weed becoming legal in New York as a consumer. Just because it's, like, I, re- I like having, like, the mom and pop shop a.k.a. like, you know, the guy that's like that you've known forever yeah. that sold you your butt. And now like the government's going to come down and do their best to stop all of that, to tax it. I don't want to go to the soup. But, but you know, that being said, you, you've been like exposed to like the actual like legal weed business. Has it given you more faith that the government will do a good job when it becomes legal? Or are you of my mindset and you're just kind of paranoid? No, nah, I'm not. I mean, I feel like the world is like learning, like really like pity, you know, it's like pity. It really helps some people. I mean, obviously some people abuse it as well, but it really helps people. It, you know, like I say, I've a lot of different places where it's legal, um, both places, medical and recreation, you know, so I was just in Phoenix. Got some collaborations out that way as well. So now, I mean, I feel like the world is getting it. I mean, we're making a lot of money off of it. I know dispensaries that are that are doing a lot of stuff to help people and giving away a lot of the money as well. And, and CBD alone, you know, helps a lot of people with different illnesses and sickness. And so I just feel like, man, you know, y'all go get y'all money, the government, you know, like face savers, cool enough, uh, taxables, it's cool enough, <laughs> you know. Yo, you make a really good point about the medicine part. See, like, selfish old me, I'm just thinking about, like, how much I like the weed cheaper and not to deal with the government. But you're right. Like, it is an actual medicine. And that is the reason why it should become legal because it's it's the amount of, like, pharmaceutical companies that just cash in on taking advantage of people with cancer and all these other illnesses. So, yeah, you make a good point. And and some some people keep out of trouble. And some people it calms them down. And some people it makes them more creative. You know, you know, I don't know too many people that put weed and be like, hey, okay, I'm high now. I want to go just, you know, do stupid shit, rob a bank. Like, I'm high that, like, like, Texas, Max. man, we, we lay back and play it, man, you know? Yo, there, there wouldn't be a Ryan show if I didn't smoke weed. I'll tell you right now, because there's been many times, I think it's been, what, like, four years since I've had a regular job and I've just been winging it, doing this thing. Yeah, it's because it's I'm high all the time, everybody, so that's the secret. Just... Keep going. Keep smoking. Keep going. For sure. Shout outs to Matt. Big shouts to marijuana. Big shouts. Anyway, you consume it. Except edibles. I mean, I love edibles. Yeah. But there has been like days lost of my life with these damn edibles. Now, now that being said, I, I saw another like weed meme, I guess you could say. And they were talking about how there's pesticides in certain weed. And this is just something I was never aware of. Maybe because I'm in New York where it's illegal. So I didn't really I don't really think about the science of it. But being also in the legal weed game now, can you tell a difference when, like, something is grown with these pesticides? Like, uh, you know, like, I guess, like, healthy weed versus weed that's really been manufactured? 
I can't necessarily tell what it is when it's in it, but I can tell when some <laughs> ain't right. You know, yeah. like yeah. like it's a little bit too much. I don't know what it is, but it's a little too much or something. You know, I, I can tell when it's not right. I might not know what the hell it is, but I know. When some <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm gonna. This is what they tell me from what I read in the meme. Like when the weed is like super super dense. Super, super dense. You guys know what I'm talking about. And it's like, it's almost hard to break up. Apparently, that's due to pesticides. So I don't know how true it is. Because I guess like when weed gets old, it is kind of supposed to like crisp apart, right? So at least according yeah. to this, these memes, right. which a lot of it is fake news. So I'm not sure. So I challenge any of the listeners out there that are driving around in their cars right now. Let us know at The Ryan Show if this is true or if I sound have, like have, a complete ass. Nurse. Am I doing this correct? So we have a freestyle legend here in the building. The king of freestyling out of the South. Lil Flip is here in the building. And Flip, I have to ask you first things first as we get back from break. Is there a secret to freestyling well to any of the kids out there listening? I'm not going to say it's a secret, but I would just say it will help if you rap about what you actually live. For starters, second, rap about what you see, rap about what you've been through. Think about all the movies you watch, the cartoons, the foods you like, the like, you know, whatever, you know, just whatever, you know, if you're a guy, you know, women, what each his own, you know, but um, I just rap about what the fuck I go through and what I'm, I'm experiencing and, you know, 99% of my music is my life and one, like what somebody around me is going through, so, you know, just, hey, be you, if you being you, if you like Converse and regular Levi's rap about the shit you like. Don't be afraid to, you know, be express yourself and be you. Because a lot of people they like, okay, well, Beppies is the new thing or Red Bottoms. Like, so people rap about stuff because they hear other people rap about them. But that's something that they don't like or can't even afford. Rap about what you can afford. And it's a lot of people that are, uh, relate. It's funny you say that because. It what happens with me is when I start freestyling, I usually start insulting somebody that I'm with, <laughs> or start making fun of somebody or something I don't like. Just happened this weekend. <laughs> just happened this weekend. Like all of a sudden, it just turns into like a terrible, mean diss track. Maybe I'm just terrible. To a roast. <laughs> to a roast, exactly. <laughs> well, there you go. That's the uh, so that's some advice. Hopefully, that I should heed from the great little flip. And another thing I noticed, flip in this 20 minute freestyle. There was some like really like big news to the hip hop fans that know, and you mentioned at about the 17 minute mark, if I'm not mistaken, that you're working with Ti and the beef has been put to the side. Am I crazy or did I hear that in the freestyle? Yeah, man, we 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 had a couple conversations uh, about getting on each other podcast. So yeah, that's we had a conversation about three months ago, something like that. Yep. And that's one thing that people like to see is the gap get bridged. So, yeah. Hey, cheers to that. Right. So, yeah. Hey, there we go. That's There's nothing like uh, like getting past all that stuff. So that's very exciting. So your podcast. Tell us a little bit more about your podcast because everybody has a podcast now, but I watched your podcast and you're a hell of a host. You're very funny and you know how to like keep it going. So has there been any like prior broadcasting before this or is this the first time you've done something like this? Well, I mean, I've been... Like, see, that's why I call myself Flip Mayweather because I was born in it and I sworn in it, meaning that Flip <laughs> Mayweather, Money Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather, like, our life is, like, parallel because he was born in his family, his uncle, his dad boxed. You see what I'm saying? You're born yeah. into 
this is the family business. Music is my family business. So, yeah. um, it's second nature. Exactly, man. So, I just, I just do that, shit, man. You know, with the freestyle. But like the podcast, as far as that goes, like I kind of, I put that off. Like, <clears throat> I came up with an idea to do a podcast eight years ago, and I'm like. All I know is I want to have a wheel and make the guest spin. That's all I knew, like, when I came up with the idea. But I was doing <laughs> so much stuff. So when the pandemic came, I'm like, all right, well, I'm not touring no more. I just went into my my memory bank of all the other ideas I've been just having on hold because I'm a real, like, a strategic person, like, I'm to organize and stuff. Like, even all my albums, I have them tattooed on my arm. But I knew the name of my albums, like, when I was, like, eight nine i had already had it in my head i'm gonna name first album this second album this blah 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 so with the podcast man yeah now i'm having fun man um i i have my own radio show um on xm radio i was on 66 raw i knew it because i could tell when you were doing the podcast that it wasn't your first time broadcasting yeah man so i i've, I've had my own radio show um i had two million listeners on 66 raw i had clover g radio um, but prior to that, I mean, I took media training, you know, even elementary school I went to, I was paying mm-hmm. speaking, you know, Spanish, English, all that um, media training, skills, you know what I mean? So, like, I've already been groomed as a kid to be comfortable in front of a mic or being on TV or closing a business. It don't matter what room you put me in, I'm going to come out with a deal. Has there been any unexpected perk? Since you started that podcast, something that was beneficial that came from it you didn't expect? Yeah, I got to have conversations with my peers that I normally don't really get to have because a lot of times I see them when we're in work environments. Like, we at the club. Like, I see Mr. Chief. Most time we at the club. Like, we see each other. Oh, bro, are we here? <laughs> hey, I'm over here. I'm, I'm going to this after party. Hey, I got a guy on the verse. You know, we out on our bag hunt, so we don't really have time to – be like, how you doing, bro? What, what's going on in your life? Hey, what you working on? Who your favorite team? Yes. What's your food? You know, it's like, so I, I'm i actually having fun doing that. And then, you know, it's more easier to get to an interview uh, with you than get them to do a record with you. You know, a lot of artists, they'll find yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a person. And, you know, they never do it. But you get an interview and they'll do the interview man so you know it's fine though but thank god majority, <laughs> thank god majority of the people that i have interviewed I, I got you know work with them so you know all to the good man yeah that's great is there like a dream interview if there's one person that you'd like to have on in 2021 to talk to you about anything who would be that guest well my dream interview has to uh <laughs> I mean, two people, like, you know, or three people. I mean, of course, it, it would have to be Jada Kid for one. You know, Jada Kid's one of my favorite rappers. That'd be sick. Um, Jada, Jada, then, you know, Shy Day, you know. Shy Day. Those are my uh, bucket list for you yeah. and music. And then, you know, I got it. I got it. DJ EFN and Nori, you know, because I had so much fun when I went on a podcast that I got to bring, I got to bring them on my podcast, man, so yeah. we can, you know, have fun, man. Uh, you know, like I had so much fun when I did their podcast. I was like, man, this is cool. It's it's less pressure of 
which I don't even feel pressure when it's time to do shows and none of that it, anyway. But it, it just felt like you was just, just chumbo with your home. Yeah, it didn't feel like I got to be up on stage. I got to remember all these words. It's a different vibe. It's a more laid back. And so the vibe that I got when I did that interview, man, was, you know, a, a pleasant vibe. I, I did a lot of interviews on a lot of people's podcasts, but the vibe that I had with, you know, Drink Champs and Nori and EFN, I always said, my podcast, that's, that vibe, we're going to have that fun vibe. It's not going to be a hostile you know, get 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 um celebrities on your show and ask them stuff for clickbait. Like, nah, we ain't on that. You know, like, and that's that's what I like. You know, good vibes, laughing, taking shots, smoking. You know, celebrating the art and the person who we interviewing because life is short. A lot of people dying, and you know, yep. some people that I was supposed to that ended up dying. Like, you know, some weeks later, a month later, before I could do the interview, one person I ain't gonna say his name, but one person died. The day before, oh, I was shit. to do it, you know. So it's like, Man. you know, it's crazy. Then you know, I interviewed, you know, rest in peace to South Pack, my homie DJ E Sud artist. I interviewed him like two months, probably four months ago. You know, he passed away a couple of months ago. So, you know, he was a, a fun. Man, interview man, fun soul, energetic man. Only sixteen years old, and his mind was so elevated. You know. Like he reminded me of myself. His mind was light years ahead. You wouldn't have thought he was 16 years old. So rest in peace to Styles Black and rest in peace to my mother, Mary Weston. It's a shame, man. Definitely. It's a damn shame. You make a good point. Like it's almost like you know, Nori's doing a podcast for the right reason. Sometimes you like watching a show and you know that they're doing it just for the clickbait. Yeah. And to monetize like negative and put a negative. That's why light Nori's on. good, because Nori will ask yeah. the questions. That people want asked, but he's not doing it in like a Vlad type way where he's like, you know. Well, what do you mean, like a cop? Like, it's just yeah. like, I don't know if you guys have been like interviewed by a police officer, but that's exactly what yeah. it sounds like. But yeah. And then yeah. and then they turn up over there, so you get that good energy. Right, too. yeah. He, he has a, he has a, he knows how to ask you, you know, he knows how to sandwich it in the joke form. You yep. know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, man. Them guys, I had nothing but love, man. I had fun over there, man, doing show, man. So I, I definitely got a bring them on season two because season two, we up. Like, we got a new sponsor. Uh, okay. Oh, uh, 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 bigger bag. Even though season one looked like, you know, like like we had a stupid, stupid bag. But the bag we got for season two is so dumb, like, this dope, man. It's gonna look like WWF. Like, so I want to <laughs> nice. So, so they can be like, these motherfuckers doing it. Like, you know what I mean? I got, I gotta. They showed us so much hospitality, man. Like, so yeah, I'm gonna return the and, and make them proud. So that being said, we you said a new sponsor, and I and off the air you said you're you're working with this sponsor. Why not give them a quick plug? What exactly is it that's uh, that's bringing us the second season of your podcast? Man, it's KyleShells.com. Um, it's this little shell right here, little shell. But um, it turns your phone, in my choice, you know, so, but it turns your phone, an iCloud computer, and you can also uh, edit video. The dope part about, you know, we work with a lot of schools, and um, like even my alma mater, Worthen High, like I'm working with the principal, and different schools 
and we pretty much, you know, supplying the food system with, you know, with the app, man. And we we be doing programs and that saves you know, like thousands of dollars. It's crazy. It's dope. It's crazy. This company like it's already like evaluated close to a billion already. It's like when it's all said and done. This one right here is gonna bring in some nice billions, man, because like one of my business partners is the, the prince, the crown prince of South Korea. So the crown prince of South Korea. <laughs> yeah. It's the yeah. anti Kim Jong un. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, it's I'm connected with some great people, man. And um Michelles.com, you know, I got that going and a lot of people they didn't know. They know I own a percentage of exotic pop, you know, exotic pop is what I call the supreme sodas, you know, like that's we, amazing. We got so many flavors, you know, we just got one with some, some filthy red. Um, we got all the legends from Houston, you know, Beach Bay Screw has his own cotton candy, okay, soda, Big Mo, um, Hawk, Fat Pat, um, Bumby got his own soda. We gave up uh, uh, P. Diddy's son. Soda King comes. His is called Wave Juice. We did one with the Migos. Um, we did one with Drake Dad. We gave Drake Dad his own cream soda. <laughs> Rob Kardashian. Oh, the cream soda. I like that. Yeah, Rob Kardashian got a cream soda. I got my red cream soda coming March. Who else we did some shit with? We got the Mob Ties, um, Black Owl Clown Water, Jay Prince, and Rap a lot. So a lot of these things and drinks with oh we got the max ray soda you know we got the wu-tang soda because my my guy odb in the back Wu-Tang, we yep. so what we do we put money back into the community and 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 as well as their family gets money so all these legends that are gone you know we was able to buy big mo mom a, you know a, a car and, and some other things you know what i'm saying and she has wow. to consider flow of money coming so with exotic pop and we have exotic pop kids you know i got vitamins coming we got nice. soft water. bring so over flintstones water. i gotta get i gotta get down hey no yes so, cheats yeah. pop diversifying the portfolio just to keep the rolling <laughs> yo i see yo it's no joke that's like everything on your body and in front of you you own stocking or own a percentage of or equity in the company it seems so hey you're doing it flip i learned from upfront money you know we come from the thinking hey right now money we want we want the fast 50 million slow honey you know what i'm saying Love that and and so you know i've learned and you can own a hundred percent of some on nothing or you can five percent of some shit and own a lot so i do my deals like i do business with my verses and shows i don't have a set price i operate off of energy safety and what mood i'm in Right. And I might be in the mood to do a $5,000 show. And I'll do it. I might not. You know what I mean? But it's on me. But I'm I'm a hustler to the point if I do give a person a discount, you know what I'm saying? I'll find a way to still make what I want. You know, if I give you a discount on the show, guess what? I'm going to have some people look for some people and figure out who needs some verses. So when I'm in town, I knock out three, four verses, a couple of videos, a couple of walkthroughs. I gave you a, a, a three thousand dollar discount, but guess what? I didn't make eight thousand. Yeah, it's out. Smooth, sir. Sure. It's the way to do it. Take notes, entrepreneurs. Do that. a little percentage. 
Eating. Very, very smart. So that being said, so Man. what else do we have for 2021? Man, I'm working on my movie right now. Um, oh, I put out Flip Mayweather. everything. And, and, and I, just because me and Zero, we were working on our album. We done now. We putting out Kings too. And so um, it was supposed to come out last year, but we going to put it this year. So Zero, he put out a project called Rohamed Ali. That's his alias. Rohamed Ali. Rohamed Ali. alias is Flip. Like Floyd Mayweather. So I put out the Flip Mayweather. Bridge the gap to me and zero um, album come out, but currently I'm working on um, my movie. It's called King Life, uh, the soundtrack as well. So I'm working on that in the soundtrack, and um, I'm almost done with the script. It's gonna be some A listers, B listers, Z listers. Rest in peace to Tiny Lister. You know he was gonna be in the movie too, but uh, ah. rest in, so um, so I'm working on my movie right now, bro. Podcast season one is done. You know, we done filming for like three, four months. I just acquired ownership in WWE. What? Uh-huh. Yo, that's big. Teddy Long. Teddy Long, man. The guy who used to bring out the Undertaker and say, hold on a minute, player. You got to go one-on-one with the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> Hall of Fame. Teddy Long. I had him host the Flip Mayweather tape. So the whole mixtape, Teddy Long is talking through. Yo, me. that is amazing <laughs> that you had Teddy Long do that. Yes. And I acquired... He was so impressed when I interviewed him for my podcast. He was so impressed. He was like, bro, I want you to executive produce my podcast. So he has his own podcast, Hold On A Minute Player. And we got different wrestlers we interviewed. So while my podcast is on down, like once we do the season finale, then we'll have their show, him and Tony Snow show, um, you know, filling in the gap until we come back for season two. So, man, I, I'm, I'm focusing on this movie. And, and, the, yeah. and that, the movie will get shot and done in the soundtrack. And then when I get done and I'll be ready for season two. And I tell you, I'm going to be even more turned up on season two because they didn't gave me a load of money. Let's go. Now, I got it. <laughs> one one question. Is there any chance we're going to get the Texas Rattlesnake on there? Man, it's possible. <laughs> Those that Need know that. know Need who the Texas Rattles yeah. is. Yeah, the snow. Hey, it's Need possible. So, yo, there's yeah. a lot going on. So, I guess, like, really, anyone out there listening, start by just following Lil Flip on Instagram, and I'm sure that will lead you to everything else, right? Yeah, that, yeah follow the Leprechaun, Lil Flip seven one three, and I'm always working on stuff, man. And I'm about to start doing some programs where I teach, you know, mentoring to these kids and young younger people and older people, just people about life and business because. You know, it, tutorials on everything, but it's not many tutorials that teach these artists and groom them on how to watch and protect their money and their safety. And, you know, a lot of these labels, they don't, you know, teach their, their artists media training and stuff like that. And, you know, my time at Columbia and Sony Records, I do commend them on that part of the aspect because they was like, hey, take media training. They didn't force me. They just asked. They were even already was a great interviewer prior to that. When I took it, it didn't hang, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It didn't no. no. I know about and you know, not letting nobody trick you to answer no shit. You know, like I know I knew about those things, but it actually helped me take me to that next level mm-hmm. to where an interview person can't trick me into saying some shit I don't want to say. You know what I mean? And so I, I feel like 
if artists would focus less on just partying and smoking loud and smoking backwoods and buying all this jewelry and really focus on other shit, they would have more money mm-hmm. when they get on the road because right now the pandemic got a lot of people up. A lot of people, you know what I'm saying, can't really move around and don't know what to do. And if you was an artist that was going around with the big head, on people, oh, you can't pay me 20 bands, you. You know what I'm saying? Like I've watched artists start from the bottom and they get fame and they start getting 20K a show and somebody call and be like, hey man, I ain't got number 15, will you do the show? And they'll be like, man, fuck you, you, you know, talk to them crazy. Yeah. I'm like, bro, yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to tell you what to charge for your shows, know your worth, hey, that's you, but it's still a way to handle telling somebody, no, you don't have to demean nobody and make them feel little because those same people you down, you go see them again and the tables yeah. might be turned. Yeah. And a lot of people remember that. So throughout the whole ordeal of my whole career, when everybody had opinions about what I was doing, how I was doing, what I should do, I always work with everybody. Smooth. Small dogs, medium dogs, the big budgets, the promoters. I did all that. You know what I'm saying? I worked with everybody because I feel like I was that person. I was in your shoes, like, like I wanted to work with certain, you know, certain people and didn't have a bag to do it. And, and, you know, then came up with the bag. And lucky for me, man, I worked out for people free, you know, based on the type of person, you know what I'm saying? I am. And, you know, I salute people like Devin the Dude and, and Uncle Snoop, you know, and, um, Jay Prince, you know, for being a mentor because these guys, and even Floyd Mayweather, you know, these guys, they helped me and taught me different things. I learned a lot from them. And um, I'm applying everything I learned from everybody who came before me, the Jay Princes, the Tony Drapers, the, the, the Shugs, the Diddies, the, you know, everybody, the, the uh, Quincy Jones, everybody that came before me, I'm all of them in one body now. Right. Rap is one part of my brain. Now watch what the f- I'm finna show people. People don't know I really direct. I direct every video you saw. Game over. All these videos I wrote the treatments direct. I film. I edit. I mix. I make beats. Play the piano. I do all this. So everything. Now I get to just show motherfuckers. Hey, the last album I dropped was the Leprechaun Two. Um, my first album was the Leprechaun One, and I ended that. You know, St. Patrick's Day last year I dropped my last album. So I'm not doing the most solo albums. I'm focused on collab albums and I'm focused on movies and movie soundtracks because I have like eight movies wrote and it's time to go ahead and put them out. Some comedy, some, you know, thriller, horror, you know. So one of my aliases is Flip Tarantino. So you can already know. Some of my have brains get blown, you know, and then Stephen King is one of my other favorite directors. So, you know, it's going to be some gore, man. Some Yo, there's a lot. Yo, as we wrap this up, this is what I've learned from this whole interview, too, is just don't burn your bridges. Because look right yeah. now, you have all these different things. Everything's starting to flourish. And now all these new opportunities. You're able to make movies, everything else. So there we go. Score one for the Renaissance men that are out there that can do a little bit of everything. Hell yeah. Yes, Let's go. Yeah. Yo, Flip, it's been an honor. We will follow you on Instagram. It's uh, one more time for those that are out there driving in their cars. Let's have them uh, pull their phones out. Take that L- risk. L-I-L-F-L-I-P-713. Little Flip 713. Follow me, you know. If you want somebody who go post real shit, hey, that's me. You know, if you were looking for somebody who just sit on social media and talk about everybody and 
do weird <laughs> shit to get followers, that's not me. But if you if you want to <laughs> no, follow Hampton Zay for that. Flip, thank you. It has been a great honor. And we will be in touch for sure. Because we definitely need to get that that uh that song between you and Cheeks. That's one thing that you know, one thing I'll say from this podcast we're trying to get as much out of is Cheeks collaborations, dream collaborations. So hopefully we can put something together. Hell yeah, it's easy money. Hey, I'm ready when you're ready. That's and that I'll be in your DM, kid. No doubt. There we go. We're making some hip hop history. Like I said before, all over the place. Legendary socialite, nostrils wide open. Hey, yep. Hampton's Dave. That's it. Is in the house. Cleaning plates. (laughs) Cleaning plates. He will clear that mirror off very quickly. Razor blade, Dave. Slicing and dicing. The white bison. The white bison. Damn. That's crazy. That's. That's insane. Yeah. So anyone out there listening, I'm sure you want to have a fun night with Hamptons, Dave. If you're one of the ladies, ladies of the night, a scantily clad woman, then you can find Hamptons, Dave on IG at Hamptons, Dave. Gladly giving my stimulus check out to the ladies of the night. (laughs) (laughs) That's one way to spend it. So that being said, apparently there is a new stimulus check being written. I'm not the sure Joe for Biden how much. One. I yes. hope he puts his name on it too, like. like you think Bozo he's gonna sign Trump it? Did. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna put his his face somewhere on the bill too. We'll see. With the sunglasses on, just him sitting back. Yo, I'm liking Biden. Biden more and more. Yeah. <laughs> just because it pisses everyone off to like Biden, it's like <laughs> it's the only reason. Like, classic. So yeah, we'll see what happens with this bill. But uh, you guys may have noticed that there are uh, there are beeps. Over the, over the curses that we say on this show. And there's a reason. It's because the FCC are a bunch of no-good schlubs that have nothing better to do. And they Schmohawks. Try to, Schmohawks. They try to milk our stations, our poor, poor stations. Every time there's a foul or a curse word spoken, it's with great honor that we bring you this next segment in which I was thinking, I was like, wow, what is the most profane song to come out? Like, what song has the most curses in it? I don't know what led me to start thinking this, but I decided to, you know, put uh, intern Mateo on the job to find us a few different lists to let us know. Because I heard a lot of really, really crazy songs. Like sometimes when I'm editing stuff, like editing the show, there's a lot of curse words. You got, I got to put a lot of beeps over it. That's okay. But, uh, but this one takes the the cake here. Are you familiar? You guys remember Lil John, another Houston rapper, right? So before I give you guys the uh, the answer to this question, first off, uh, Hamptons, Dave. What do you think of all the hip hop songs you listen to? Is there or, or is there one song that stands out to you that you're like, you know what, this is definitely the most profane song of all time, the most curse words ever? I don't know. Is it a little? It's a little John song. I already kind of blew up my spot a little bit by is saying it that. Yeah. Bia Bia. It's not. It's not. No, like this was history. Maybe not this was song, but I remember <laughs> like growing up as like an interlude, the the Wu Tang one or the Method Man one. That was a good one. Good interlude. A lot of cursing. Feeding people, sewing people's buttholes yeah. shut, <laughs> and feeding them over and over. Yeah, classic. No, that wasn't that. Mr. Cheeks, what do you think? You're a hip-hop legend. Any song that, like, stood out to you over the years, you're like, damn, like, this is crazy. There's no way they can edit this for radio. Um, yeah, um, Nipsey Hussle and, 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 the, and, the, and the God, Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's actually a good one. I didn't think about that. That one's the newer one. That one, there's a lot of curse words for sure. 
Outside Honestly, of, that's up there. When they announced that uh, Biden won, that was that was a good day. That was the theme song. That was good. yeah. We were just driving around, and it was a nice day in Bedsty, and everybody was eating on the restaurants on the streets. So we were just rolling right up to people eating, just blasting Donald Trump. Hell yeah! And you, you know, mostly it was everybody cheering and like loving it. But there's some people that you know. They can't really some, show their discomfort. There's some though. bozos. There's so some bozos out there. Man, we got to get that dude on the show. Who was that psycho? Oh, he's probably locked up. I'm sure all these idiots are probably in jail still. Who the I guy in like the that had like the face paint? The Viking hat. Yeah. Did you see that crackhead Barbie interviewed her? Did you see her? Yeah. At- Yo, she's kind of blowing up now. Yeah, you guys remember crackhead blew- cheeks? Remember crackhead yes. Barbie? The 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 sideshow that would come to the. Ryan show live and she'd be dressed up all crazy, have her titties had, flopping like, all Trump over the place. Flopping titties. Yeah, it was honestly pretty fun. She's pretty no, funny. I gotta see that again. I can't remember that. Who did she almost fight? Alexis Bell. Alexis Bell. Yeah, good times. Classic. I wonder how the pandemic's treating her. She's disappeared. I reached out to Alexa, Alexis say, Bell for yeah. Mateo. Mateo, of course, wanted her on and he's got like his own little circus that he puts together every week. I should plug that right now. Let us be idiots. To anyone out there listening, our intern Mateo has his own podcast in which he brings a lot of regulars from this show onto his. So it's cool. It's kind of like almost like a follow-up sometimes, you know? You'll never know what you're going to get over there, including us. Hamptons, Dave, and myself, we've been there a few times. So yeah, um, definitely good to see the rise of Crackhead Barbie because at first I thought it was just, like, it was a massive failure at first. It would be like 30 followers and she's just craving the attention but she hooked up with a good cameraman and sometimes that's what it takes i'm hoping that's what that's what it is the editing yes the last video she put out the the interviewing of her like interviewing all the people around the editing of it is fantastic great job to the cameraman yeah like you know you took lemons and you made lemonades you know multiple and she's out of glasses out of her out of her mind yeah she's out of her mind she has no like She's not embarrassed, so she just she pushes that line every time, and it's great. Good for her, though. I always thought it was hilarious. Good for her. And so really quick, to anyone out there that wants to see what we're talking about, Crackhead Barbie on Instagram, just like you'd imagine it's spelled, it'll come up. And, yeah, she's she's out there, like, harassing police officers, harassing rednecks, harassing – for some reason, there's still MAGA protests. There's little pockets of rednecks. And stupid running people around. running stupid around, yeah. Idiots. Bozos. Bozos like Yeah, so, you know, she's really doing a great job capturing that. You know, they're going to be looking back in like 200 like years. She was 20 likes when she first started. She was like naked on the subway, like in a fat suit. She like had that fat suit on with her titties out. It wasn't working. That suit wasn't working. Because like, yo, honestly, she's got nice titties. Yeah, she does. These are pretty nice. I was kind of hoping Shout out to her titties. Yeah, that was my favorite thing about her before before yeah. this cameraman. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to give her too much credit. You know, she's loving this this attention uh, right now. Um, so so yeah, we got a lot to look forward to. Yo, little flip, little flip was a blast, and I gotta say once again, as a as like a true Lost Boys and a true Mr. Cheeks fan, I'm excited to see what you two would do together yeah. on a track to mix that New York and that Houston style together. Holy sh. Come no, on. That's going to be a problem, kid. It's going to be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Definitely a problem. Man. 
So uh, we did say that we'd speak about this. So before we close out the show, we're going to get into it just a little bit. Did you guys hear about these, not just Doggy Coin, but just the events that went down on Reddit over the past week with GameStop? And matter of fact, this is actually a great opportunity to bring Mateo on because he might, he might do a better job than me to be able to explain it in Lehman's terms. I like to call it Lehman's terms, but only if you're just from Sag Harbor. Terms. Only if you're from Sag Harbor, <laughs> you understand that. But what is the chance that Lehman's terms, or it's Lehman's terms, <laughs> happens to be the same last name as our friends, the Lehman's? Anyway, um, so Mateo, why don't you explain to us, first off, we got intern Mateo here. We'd mentioned him in his podcast earlier. Mateo, explain a little bit what shorting a stock means. Because that's really what this comes down to. For us to really explain the situation in layman's terms to the average listener out there, like myself, who doesn't really know too much. Yeah, we got Yeah, he's, he's speaking, but he needs to unmute himself. Do I get to unmute? There we go. No, I got Okay. Um, so shorting a stock, I'm going to do it in the most basic format. Say you have a horse and its percentages to win is greater than its percentages <laughs> to fail. But you put all your money on the horse to win to fail. So the horse that's supposed to win fails, and you get all the money because you bet against the highest bid percentage-wise. So essentially, you have to understand short selling, and that's when investors make money off a stock falling off, like you said. So in a short sale, they would borrow a share of stock like GameStop and then later on sell it. And if it does what they're expecting, they'll be able to buy it back at a lower price and then keep the difference. So GameStop happens to be the most or one of the most heavily shorted stocks on Wall Street. And this time, the, this Reddit chat caught on to what was going on, this Wall Street Reddit chat. And when the hedge fund was about to short sell, they went in and bought a bunch of stocks, raising the value, and they cost these guys billions of dollars, actually shutting the fund down. The people on Reddit were not random, anonymous people. They were uh, very much uh, amateur day traders from firms in other cities, not on Wall Street. Do you remember the name? It was like, what is the name of the group? They're now banned everywhere. There's no apps that are allowing them. But this is where the real controversy lies because you'd think that an app like Robinhood. Robinhood. What does Robinhood do? He steals from the poor. I'm sorry, steals from the rich. In this case, steals from the rich to give to the poor. So essentially, Robinhood made it so that you weren't able to buy or sell these GameStop GameStop stocks until the situation was figured out. So what it did essentially was save these hedge funds billions of dollars and prevent the common person from making that money. So, you know, once again, going against the irony of the name Robinhood. And now, last night on Clubhouse, see, it all comes full circle, Elon Musk joined Clubhouse and interviewed the head of Robinhood on there and called the guy out. And this is the richest man on earth. There are far more richer people than Elon Musk. Are you sure? I, well, I mean, te- but but that you can actually tech, quantify. You're talking, tech? you're talking within tech, right? I think that it, isn't he technically the he's, richest, he's the richest he's, person in the world that that can that they can actually account for. There's other people yeah, that they yeah, can't. That's what I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, I know Bill Gates has more income than him. Well, I mean, hey, you're the fact checker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me check that out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll, well, that being said, look, that's just like a very basic breakdown for those that are out there listening because I know that people need to hear that. Everybody hears what's going on, but they don't know the exact breakdown. So, yeah, the long and short of it is once again, super rich people are going to screw us common folk, like always. Hey, I guess that's just how it goes, ain't it? <laughs> what are you going to do? Unless we all band up. Unless, of course, there's – because that's the whole thing is now the rich people, like always, are going to pay some type of money to some type of lobbyist that has some type of interest that are going to change and alter the laws to benefit themselves. 
So, I mean, hey, what do I know? I've only lived here for 30 years. What okay, else? It, so it with says the here in the article from today, Elon Musk is the richest person without, when it comes to taxes. Jeff Bezos and Bill Clinton could could surpass him with wealth, but they give so much away to charity and nonprofits, they're third and second. You said Bill Clinton? No, <laughs> I, no, I didn't say Bill Clinton. I was going to say. I I'm said sorry. Elon Musk is the thir- first richest, and I said Bill Gates... And, and Jeff Bezos. Bezos. And Jeff Bezos. I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought you said Bill Clinton, and it wouldn't even. He probably is. It wouldn't even surprise me. All these it's corrupt a, yeah, politicians. It says that Bill Bill Gates and um Bezos could surpass Elon Musk's wealth, but they give so much to charity and uh, nonprofits that it, it makes them. Jeff have Bezos a better income. be giving away something to, to charity. Yeah. My Crazy man, money. He just took and over. He still hasn't bought a wig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my lord! And now Amazon's like taking over FedEx. Yeah. Amazon's like yeah. you, you see those trucks everywhere now. They have their own Amazon trucks all over the road, all over driving like uh, idiots, mind you. Yeah. Yes, yes, they are driving. terrible I drivers. I don't know how they are robots. It's a misconception yeah. that these uh, guys pumping GameStop were like common people. A lot of them are pretty wealthy. If you read the interviews on Forbes, well, now they are, especially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's one guy like doubled crazy. up. He made twenty million the first day. Yeah, yeah. So insane. So insane. Forty million the next day. I made five hundred. Nice. Were you in the Reddit? I wouldn't. It doesn't even surprise me, Mateo, yeah. that you were a part of this. Love that. Thank you. There we go. Good job, That's Mateo. Like Five hundred. Yeah. Should have went in for a little more. No fish. No, no. Because I, I bet really low. I've only put ten dollars, and I came out with a uh, five hundred round. Imagine if you would have put twenty in. I know. Elon Musk also last night announced that within five years he plans to be colonizing Mars. That I actually kind of agree with. I mean, because if it, a, a, a Mar- like we like Russia's already announced that they want to colonize Venus. What about Uranus? Whatever. <laughs> no, because there's a lot. There's a lot of oil and diamonds on both planets. Really? Yeah. That I didn't know. Okay. All right. Well, uh, see, that's why we're here. That's it. why he's our intern. That's why he goes to college, yeah. and we go to the school of hard knocks. And it's time, guys. I think it's time that we bring Honky Wonky in here because it's almost... We got to start wrapping things up, as they say. So follow DJ us. DJ Honky Wonky. Is it really happening? Is DJ Honky Wonky finally making an Instagram? We'll find out. I, I, but I, I, until I, I, then, it's going down. Cheeks, I am excited for you. Sunday, February 7th. Sounds like a great... I'm excited. I'm jealous. Up here, everything's shut down. It's just oh, not man. fair. Oh, man. all the snow you got. Yeah, shut that. And we can't do anything in New York. There's no Super Bowl parties anywhere. It's the worst. We're just torturing our listeners. The only time it's good to listen to the show at the outro is when you're in Atlanta because you can't go to all these fun events we plug. Crazy. Or Panama City, Florida, I believe, was the last one. Yes, sir. Yeah, good stuff. Very good stuff. It's been a great week, gentlemen. Lil Flip, Mr. Cheeks, new music coming soon. Thanks uh, Thanks to this, whatever you call it, collaboration. Us sitting here making things happen. You know what I'm saying? And folks, join us. Apparently, our clubhouse is open at 10 o'clock p.m. In just a few minutes, I'll be there alone, smoking, drinking, (laughs) got a crack of thinking. If money smell bad, (laughs) you already know the rest. Fill in the blanks. Gentlemen, it's always good to be hanging with you. I got to say, it's just always something entertaining. And we've got something great booked for next week. So if I were you right now, I'd pull over and I'd put it in the calendar. 
uh, whatever time it is right now that you're listening to this very station that you're on, lock in the day because next week we've got some legends coming Ooh. your way. That's right. Let's go. And they will dunk on you. Yes, sir. Super hot. So that being said, Mr. Cheeks, what else we got going on? Anyone else? Anyone else here have anything to plug before we head out and ride off into the sunset tonight, gentlemen? Nope. <laughs> That's it, right? It's been it's been a good That's night. It, I will say that. It's been a good night if you're in New York. Good night, baby. Good, good interview and all of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, we're doing our thing, gentlemen. Once again, follow us at the Ryan Show, at the Ryan Show FM, at Hampton Haven, at the Real Mister Cheeks for all of your Ryan Show entertainment. And really quick, don't forget that Thursday, every Thursday, you can catch me solo, just myself, me myself, and I doing Instagram interviews, very controversial ones. At that, we do have Captain Room coming on. He is very offensive, but he doesn't mean to be. He's in Japan, so he doesn't know what words he can say and what words he can't. So he's going to find out on The Ryan Show Live what he can and can't say. So don't be afraid to check us out at The Ryan Show Live on Instagram as well. Also this week, we have Rocco making his return after um, saying really mean things to Rampage and the rest of our team last time he was on. I guess he was offended. (laughs) When's Rocco coming? He's he's going to actually confront me because apparently, I don't remember, but apparently I said that he should lube up before he goes to sleep in case he gets probed <laughs> to make the experience less painful. But he heard that. He's very upset. So he'll be on I the Ryan Show Live. Yeah, I'll be on I'm, the comments. <laughs> I'm going to be in the comments for that one. Oh, my Lord. So, yeah, shouts to you, the listener. We love you. We appreciate you. And to the listeners out there that are musicians, which I'm sure most of you claim to be, please send us your music. If it's fire, we'll air it. If it's not, I'm sending it to Nora to send you some generic response. Air it. We'll tear it. Exactly. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Listeners, thank you as well. This is The Ryan Show FM, and we will be back next week.